Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Sinan Ulgen. I am the chairman of the Istanbul-based Edam Think Tank and also a visiting scholar uh, at Carnegie Europe in Brussels. Uh, I have with me John Selçuki. Uh, hello, John. Uh, hi, Sinan. Uh, I'm John Selçuki and I'm the general manager of Istanbul Economics Research, which is a market research and polling company based in Istanbul. Um, we will be talking about the evolution of Turkish foreign policy today. Um, I'll start by trying to underline uh, why is it that we are now seeing a more and more assertive uh, Turkish foreign policy uh, across the region, uh, in particular, obviously, in the East Med, uh, but also in Libya, in Syria, uh, and now also to some extent uh, in, in Karabakh. Um, I think there are about three concrete uh, dynamics at play here. Uh, the first one uh, is really the changing global order, namely the fact that uh, the world uh, has moved uh, to a, a more uh, multipolar order, uh, has, in, has indeed uh, allowed uh, countries, mid-tier countries like Turkey, uh, to uh, assert themselves uh, more prominently uh, compared to the unipolar moment. Uh, secondly, uh, this is uh, a, um, also a, a political motivation of the ruling Ak Party, which has uh, tried to create uh, a space for Turkey's strategic autonomy, uh, in a way rebalance its relationship with its established partners in the West, uh, particularly the United States, uh, and uh, with uh, relations uh, with the emerging powers, uh, but also uh, the global powers, uh, be it China uh, or Russia. And thirdly, uh, this more assertive policy uh, has also a, a very uh, clear um, link to uh, Turkey's domestic political landscape. And this is really where I want to turn to John, uh, because uh, obviously there are many questions uh, asking, you know, how sustainable uh, this more assertive Turkish foreign policy is. And I think, John, you're one of the uh, people who are best placed to uh, make a judgment on that. Thank you, Sinan. Obviously, there are two perspectives to reflect upon here. One is the economic sustainability of this assertive, more assertive uh, foreign policy, but also, uh, you know, the second perspective is also the domestic uh, politics side of it. From an economic perspective, uh, obviously, Turkey is an, under a lot of strain, uh, economic strain, uh, which is uh, increased, uh, amplified, let's say, by the economic fallout of the, uh, the global pandemic. So of all the places that Turkey, like other countries, needs to prioritize its spending, military spending has its limits. Having said this, so this, you know, this tells me that, uh, you know, it's not a financial, it's not a very sustainable uh, policy uh, choice. However, from a domestic uh, politics perspective, uh, it seems like uh, the government may choose to continue on this path because uh, our polling numbers uh, suggest that uh, the, uh, the, the support uh, for the ruling uh, coalition uh, between uh, AK Party and MHP, the People's Alliance, is getting further away from the 50% threshold which is required 
to get a victory in the in the next elections, which are likely to be uh, take place in 2023. And uh, with the, with a growing uh, opposition, uh, the AK Party and MHP need to uh, convince the public uh, against a broader uh, front of uh, opposition uh, for the time being. Uh, in the back of a you know increasing uh, employment, increasing uh, inflation, and depreciating uh, lira. So uh, within this context, within this political. Uh, narrow uh, maneuver uh, space that the, the government has, the foreign policy, the assertive foreign policy acts as a very suitable uh, conversation changer and keeps the support for the ruling party alive, at least among its most core uh, electorate. So from this perspective, I think it will go on. Yes, so basically our recommendation for people who are trying to follow Turkish foreign policy would essentially be, based on what you're telling us, John, that in order really to understand how this policy is evolving, uh, really people have to look at what its impact is on Turkey's domestic political landscape. And uh, whereas our proclivity as foreign policy analyst is really to look at foreign policy options, obviously, from uh, the impact that they produce abroad uh, in terms of, you know, uh, the outcome of these choices. But I think in the Turkish case, people may want to focus more and more on the on its impact on the domestic political landscape. So maybe we want to end here. Thank you all. Great to have you, John, with me today. Thank you, Sinan.